Hey, uh, hey, Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt? Sure, man. It's cool. It could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Mission Star Podcast. If you happen to tune into the pregame show, we spoiler cast all the way with Avengers, Endgame, and with Game of Thrones. And uh, we had a fun time. It was, it was a pretty good time. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but with us to talk about video game news and all that jazz is uh, Great Deets. Do you ever think that sometimes we uh, should do a movie podcast where we talk about movies, Anthony? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not opposed to it. I'm, <laughs> it's 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 yeah. Too <laughs> for those who don't know, I know I am too bright. I need to uh, fix my cam. Uh, for those who don't know, we used to, we used to have a movie podcast called um, Down in Front, and it's still on RSS feeds and whatnot out there, and it's just been. Uh, I haven't gone back to it in a very long time. Um, so, uh, and I just like you any shit. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it is a podcast that we used to do. It's still on there. I mean, we can always go back, but it's just a matter of like scheduling for the most part. But yeah, it would be nice to do again one of these days. <laughs> but before we can get into it, we got some game news to talk about because. There were some interesting things that did happen in the past week, and uh, let me start off with with Nintendo news. This actually is a follow-up to uh, last week's story. Uh, let me first get the footage here. We're just here in a second. Oh, it'll be a while you're wrong. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll fix that. Okay, so um, this comes out of Gamasuchu.com, um, written by Sal Romano. Nintendo, no plans to announce new hardware at E3 2019. Nintendo has no plans to announce new hardware at E3 2019, which runs from June 11th to the 13th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. 
Nintendo President and CEO Shuwara Fukuda said during the company's financial results briefing today. He added that he has nothing to announce on potential new hardware, but that Nintendo is always developing hardware internally. Various reports have surfaced recently regarding Nintendo's plans for future Switch models, whatever the truth to those reports may be, but it seems that we will not hear about it at E3 2019. So, um, there will be no announcement for new, no new hardware for this E3 from Nintendo, as we led to believe. Um, there's still a, well, I mean, not by E3, um, part of me also being a cynic, so it's like, well, technically they could announce it like before or after E3, and then it will still come on the same day as Mario Maker 2. Um, Put out the technology in there, but with that being said, if they're not going to do it with Mario Maker 2, which I, you and I, uh, believe that it would be a perfect time to, to do so, to not only introduce a new hardware but uh, coincide with the of a game that a lot of people are excited about, where do you think in the time window do you think they're going to release it? Are they going to release it for Pokemon when that comes out in November, or? Uh, I mean, it'd have to be one of their big titles, so probably Pokemon, but. I mean, there's a bunch of others that it could potentially be for. Um, it, it's kind of hard to say at the moment just because there is no definitive um, idea for when. Uh, I'm trying to think of other games. I mean, we know that a Metroid Prime isn't coming out for a hot fucking minute because they completely, like, scrapped everything and started from scratch. Right. Uh, we're, I'm trying to think, like, they have Bayonetta 3 that's in the works. I think that game's going to be... That date will be announced, I think, this year. Like, I feel pretty confident saying that. It's, it's going to have to be a game that has a lot of content. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big... A big... Uh, uh, hardware game, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's when they're going to do it. And I just can't think of what, what that could be for. Right. I, I, we're not getting a new Zelda. We're not getting a new Mario anytime fucking soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It, it could, it, I, I, I think the default uh, place to go to would be Nintendo. Uh, I mean, not uh, Nintendo, but uh, Pokemon. <laughs> um, I well, think, that was like one we're talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, because it, it like... Might they, be. It might be, but uh, it's hard to say because the visuals in that game don't look that extravagant. And I don't think they need not to any, be. Not any more than, than Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Right, and they don't need to be. Um, the, it also, as a tie-in to Pokemon you know, Go and how they've integrated that into um, into the new Pokemon games, being that, the, 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 the you know, as reports are saying, that the new Nintendo Switch, um, the, the lighter version, will be uh, on the go more so than before. I think it would make perfect sense for Pokemon um, and having able to walk around and say you want to capture same idea as Pokemon Go, but like now in your handheld for Nintendo Switch. Um, and, and you're right, like there, it, it, as far as like any other big titles I can think of that would center around the hardware, I don't think we have anything at least on the books. I think that um, ha 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 ha. Um, I think that. Um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, like, Nintendo, outside of first-party titles, don't have many to really center around when to release it. Or they're just going to do it on its own. I mean, there's also the big aspect of, like, 
they're just gonna they might just do it on their own because that's that's kind of how they've always done it in the past in my in my impression you know like I, just, they just, I just i just i just realized something every up? every time they release a portable system or a new version of the system what time do they usually do it on 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 prior past like october no spring the 3ds came out in the springtime when that came out as its predecessors for uh, the previous Game Boy's iterations. I would, here's the thing, I wouldn't say every time, because um, they've released other things in the proper, like, before Christmas. Now, don't get me wrong, the spring one, it makes sense too, because that's when everyone gets their taxes, so that's when they can buy the system or whatever. So it could be spring, it could be fall, like the end of fall, right before winter. Um, I'm saying either one of those, really. Um, I mean, you might be right. It might be more spring than, than fall, but like, I don't know. There's just nothing to me that, that screams exactly when they're going to. That's yeah. The problem. Yeah. And it, it, it's hard to say right now. Um, it may be, maybe they are going to release it. If it's this year, maybe they release it around a game that maybe it's a new IP. Maybe they're going to. Yeah, oh, yeah. or maybe I just I just had had to start. What if I don't think it's coming out this year, but you know, stay with me on this one. What if they released the new Switch, the, the portable version, um, with um, Animal Crossing? Well, hold on, time out, time out. Let's let's roll it back a little bit. Like you're, you might be right, but on the other hand, you keep saying the portable Switch. It's I mean, I mean, it's already portable. I know, but like the uh, from from reports saying it's, it's a it's a lighter version of the Switch. They're taking out the the rumble. Um, they're making it uh, smaller. Uh, you're making it uh, cheaper and more sleek. Uh, and they're also making a more hardcore version of that Switch for more dedicated players or avid okay, players. So I'm, that... I'm, I'm gonna say this: maybe a uh, lighter version, <laughs> right? Like, 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 so let's say that instead of portable because I think that that kind of is a misnomer. Yeah, because it's already portable as it is. I was trying to find the right yeah. word to describe it. That's fine. That's fine. I just, you kept saying portable and I was just like, it already is. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Um, uh, so I think you might be right, but I do think you're correct about a spring situation because I think this E3, their direct this E3, they're going to announce some shit that is going to blow some people's socks off. But here's the big one. Follow me here. They're going to want people to buy these games in the fall for Christmas. And then come March, they're going to release the new system or systems. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. I think. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, it makes because sense. Because, like, don't get me wrong. We've seen... Like when it comes to Xbox or PlayStation, they have their big console sellers. That's that's how they do it. Right. But we know Nintendo's an enigma. They don't do everything the same way that we do it here. So them selling games in the in the fall and then selling the new systems in the spring actually like falls in line with how Nintendo does their shit. Yeah, it does. And they'll and they'll release whatever games they've announced at E3 or or already scheduled to come out this year. Like they'll probably focus on those for this year, and then follow up to next year the new hardware hits. Um, and you know, Nintendo's not hurting for money or anything like that. They've had a pretty successful um, uh, success when it comes to the Switch, given that they didn't meet their mark 
was it this year or last year? Like they were like three million off than what their initial reports were, uh, or a prediction of what they how much they wanted to sell. Um, I, they're in a really good place, and yeah, it would make total sense in Nintendo's view that yes, focus on the games that are coming out this year with advertising, what have you. But then in the spring, uh, when the new handheld comes out, uh, along with games for that. Uh, makes total sense, and they've shown in the past Nintendo has done that in it before. So, um, but will they do that? That's the thing, though, with Nintendo, we don't know. <laughs> they are an enigma. So, things that we may think <coughs> make sense to us and to Nintendo may not happen at all. <laughs> what I would like to see is that what I would like to see is them implement something via their own store, where like, if you already have a Switch and you want to buy one of the new ones, that you can like send them your old one and get some kind of credit for it yeah that would it would it would help that would that'd be great um but yeah we'll see um i think that yeah we'll, we'll definitely see more talk about it as the year progresses um and nintendo in the past that we've seen in you know in previous iterations um have always been the ones to iterate on their on their handhelds um as we've seen with the ds multiple multiple times so We'll see as time as time goes on. All right, moving on to the next subject at hand. All right, this is actually concerning um, the the I won't say the talk of the town, but definitely the talk of the internet. Uh, so this is reported off of Polygon.com, written by Charlie Hall. Respawn Apex Legends will stick to seasonal updates to improve quality, avoid crunch. CEO Vince Pella and producer Drew Mc, uh, McCoy. Addresses a Apex Legends update cadence. Developer Respawn Entertainment says it wants to reset our commitment to fans to its first to play, uh, free-to-play shooter, Apex Legends, and to make a criticism about the game's update cadence. But executive producer Drew McCoy stressed in an update on the game on Thursday that our goal isn't and never has been to patch our update content on a weekly basis. Fans and critics alike point to the absence of regular new content as part of the reason that Apex Legend has similarly lost its momentum. Both its player base and its rankings on Twitch have dropped, uh, per, uh, have dropped over the past few weeks. According to Twitch Matrix, metrics, uh, viewership has hovering somewhere around 20,000 on average, down a high of more than 357,000 in February. This game consistently sits ranked at number 14 on the streaming platform, well behind the red competitor Fortnite, which is a lock uh, in the top slot. McCoy's comments about the speed at which Respawn is adding new content echo statements uh, from Respawn co-founder Ben Sampella, who recently said that the studio is focusing on seasonal updates, improving the game, and avoid crunch on Respawn. Um, so this has been the talk for the past week or two. Um, that we're hearing more and more stories from uh, former devs or current devs at said companies about crunch um, and how their working conditions were. Um, you know, right? Is there's a, a there's talks of a walkout might be happening soon with them with some of his employees. Uh, so, and for respawn and to kind of go out there, it's like, hey, we're not Fortnite. We're not. We're not going to be producing seasonal content on a weekly basis because we want to avoid crunch and avoid the stress of what may come with it. Um, and then, you know, recently there's an article, uh, I think from Polygon, that Fortnite 
like how the life is there and how it is very strenuous over there. So it's, and I think that it points back to the same thing we've been saying, but like a, a union is needed badly. <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Well, I think, you know, when you, when you look at how fans kind of react to certain things, you got to think of from, from a perspective of this, think about a single gamer who, really got into Fortnite, spent a lot of money into Fortnite um, with skins or what the fuck ever. Um, they feel invested in that world. Whereas with Apex Legends, they may really like it, but they're not going to feel as uh, invested uh, monetary-wise. They... Um, uh, so, so like... Uh, uh, there's been a lot of streamers out there that, that played a lot of Apex when it first came out. But then they went back to Fortnite because of various reasons, whether it be the building that they really enjoyed or just the game overall was something that they enjoyed more than Apex. But Apex, if you look at where Apex sits, it's in a very similar spot to other um, MOBAs. Now, I know that Apex isn't a MOBA, but hear me out. What's one of the top games on Twitch all the time? has been from the day from the day it started league of legends what is always in like the fucking 10th 11th 12th 13th spot uh fortnite no 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 another moba oh another moba oh dota 2 right apex is the dota 2 of of uh uh battle royales yeah so it'll stay alive for a long time and i think it's great that vince Appella came out was like we're avoiding crunch we're not going to have the same content updates that these other companies have. Um, or we're not going to, you know, we're not, not going to do what Epic's doing. And if, you know, if the future has anything to say about anything, um, Apex, uh, or not Apex, but uh, Epic's going to start having, a, Fortnite's going to start having less and less content as time goes on because they're going to be forced to not have that kind of crunch. Um, and the same can be said about League of Legends with recent information on that. Absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah. So, so it's it's a situation where you know the the there's going to be gamers that want to support what they want to support, and they're going to play what they want to play. And at the end of the day, Fortnite gained too big of a fan base for another game to come and steal that. Um, same can be said about League of Legends. So, for anyone saying that you know, respawns dying because it's not coming out with content or it's lower on the list than it was when it first came out. Don't pay attention to trends. They just don't. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're, they're completely, my eyes are burning. Now. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, they, uh, they, they want to make a mountain out of a molehill. And, and at the end of the day, respawn and epic epics epic legends is going to be just fine absolutely like they've vince and pella and the, and the guys over at respawn have been out there saying they've been very happy with the success of apex um they're very happy with the, the response and the amount of people that are playing um other companies would kill for the amount of people playing apex right now and the success they're riding on and, uh, you know, not every game studio needs to match up to another game studio for being a success. What may, what may look like success for, say, like another uh, AAA company that needs to sell like three, five hundred million copies um, is not equate to another company that sells like 500,000 and still say it's a success. So it, it, it's definitely, it, 
uh, company basis, but uh, I can't talk today. Um, it's uh, everyone's different. I'm just trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I don't know. It's really funny because uh, one of the groups that I kind of watch occasionally on on YouTube that does gaming news is uh, Inside Gaming. They had a resurgence here recently because uh, Machinima went under, and so Rooster Teeth basically bought. I don't know if bought, maybe just obtained all of the inside gaming rights, but um, so the guys at Funhouse basically get to do inside gaming again. Yeah. But, uh, uh, they'll do their news segments, and they, they had an article, they had a headline that was like, Apex Legends dying, question mark. That was the headline. I was kind of like, all right. <laughs> yeah, you got to get those clicks somehow. Um... No, I, 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 I absolutely get it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they were basically saying the same things that we are. Which yeah. is very much, it's very much, uh, it's, it's doomsday yelling. It's, it's kind of what it is. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I see, I see absolutely no issues with Apex Legends. I, I don't see any problems with the future of it. I see issues with Epic Games. Um, and I'm talking about the fucking development side, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like this is, I, I agree, and again, that part that I also want to bring up because of the whole people have been coming out, and uh, you know, we're hearing more and more stories from devs about you know crunch um, horror stories and of, of that ilk, and it's you know people may, may think like oh said company is a bad company, but in like as more and more come out, it's like oh maybe it's a whole industry problem, which yes. Welcome to the problem of the the gaming industry about crunch and uh, the har- not all game companies are like this, but I would assume that a good portion of it in the game industry is, um, and we starting to see more and more out there. Um, so you know, and hoping and hoping this comes more into light, uh, so that hey, we can have the game union really, um, really form to where you know some of these devs like need to be taken care of. Uh, enable to make games on a much, uh, you know, on on a side of like they're not trying to work uh, over time, and have like you know relaxed legs and just able to work on stuff they they love to do without being stressed all the time. So yes, I, I think that it's good that these these devs are coming out, um, and I'm pretty sure more will come out, especially in the future. Uh, which leads to. I, I, I've said, I said it once, and I've said it a thousand times, Anthony. Like, we're still in a very much a learning age of game development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we are in the teenage years, the formative years of, of of gaming as a whole. Another twenty, thirty years, like gaming will will come to its own, and we'll have the, you know, what we have with movies nowadays. Exactly. Yes. So it will it will happen. It's. Um... I, I think talking about it, I think that people coming out is a very, very good step. Absolutely, um, I'm really happy to see that with with Epic, especially that like there's full on people that are just like, like not even hiding. They're just like, boom, hey, I fucking work at Epic and it's shit right now. Like I love that. Like that's great. Abs- absolutely. All right, moving on to the next topic of hand. Speaking of Epic. Uh, so we were kind of alluding to it in the pregame show, um, but uh, I'm going to bring up the article here. This comes from 
let's see. This is from usgamer.net. Uh, this is written by Matt Kim. Epic clarifies no announced plans to stop selling Rocket League on Steam. Steam players will have, still have access to the Rocket League uh, content. Epic Games has purchased Rocket League developer uh, Sonix, um, but there's been some confusion about what this means for Rocket League on Steam now that it's, uh, that it's been announced for the Epic Games Store. Epic and, and Sonix has been issued a, uh, have issued a clarification on the matter, suggesting that plans for Rocket League on Steam aren't finalized yet. Earlier today, Epic Games announced that it acquired Rocket League developer Sonix at the time of the announcement. Epic sent out a press release that read, the PC version of Rocket League will come to the Epic uh, Game Store in late 2019. In the meantime, it will continue to be available to purchase on Steam. Thereafter, it will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchases. The statement read a bit vague but as to what, what will happen to Rocket League on Steam after it arrives on the Epic Game Store later this year. The wording suggests that while it may not be available on Steam, Rocket League will still be supported. We reached out to Epic Games and Sinox who have offered this clarification. We are continuing to sell Rocket League on Steam and have not announced plans to stop selling the game there. As an Epic uh, spokesperson added, Rocket League remains um, available for new purchases on Steam and long-term plans that will be announced in the future. So this happened, uh, I think today actually, um, and actually kind of, you know, I, I give him my quick thought about it and then I, I tagged you on Twitter and uh, it, we talked a little bit in the pregame pre show, but like you've responded saying that, um, it is still basically a free uh, uh, platform that you can still download to get the game. And then that was it. And I didn't respond because I I wanted to respond with more thoughts. I was like, I'm going to hold it for this segment, for this podcast. Um, my, I mean, my, my thoughts are succinct. It's This is not an issue. First off, if you've already bought it on Steam, you're still going to have to use Steam to launch it, even if it goes to the Epic Store. If you haven't bought it and you decide, to, and you decide that you suddenly want it after it's gone to the Epic Store... You just have to download a free launcher, right? And and that, and the, and my my initial reaction when information was coming out, and I had assumed that when Rocket League was was being announced coming to the Epic Store, I had thought that they're basically putting the game from one platform to a, the other, um, and all the the fan base and all that content that they, that person might have unlocked or played on Steam might have gone away and had to kind of start over with the Epic Game Store and rebuying it. Uh, here's, here's, here's where this would be a problem, Anthony. If it was a situation where, the, like, uh, like let's say it's, it's Overwatch, okay? Just throwing caution to the wind here. Let's say it's Overwatch. And it's not cross-platform. Meaning that if you were to have Steam to launch it, they wouldn't have it implicated into the game that you could play with your Epic friends. That's where the problem would lie. This doesn't exist with Rocket League because right. it's cross-platform. Yes, absolutely. The thing, the thing I'm starting in, and you're right, and and then as, as more information came out, I was like, okay, good that they're they're helping people transition from one platform to the other. Um, on top of that, like the content won't go away and it'll still be supported on Steam for those who still want to play the game, who, who own it, who bought it. Um, and that's good because, you know, just kind of seeing the, the scene, the information come out and, you know, it's not too far flung in the future. We've discussed this in the past, but um, 
I do not want to see. Uh, I don't want to see Epic buying another game from uh, or developer from Steam um, that has already been there for a number of years, and then say, "Hey, you know that game you bought? You know, you know half." <laughs> Is a very streaming example. You know, you know, uh, Half Life Two, right? You bought that, right? Um, well, it's on Epic Game Store now. Um, all the content you played and everything you've unlocked or uh, did in that game, uh, no longer there. You gotta, well, you gotta do it again. And and here's the thing: is Epic's never going to do that. They're never going to allow that to be a thing because their end goal is to get the the to get Steam to get the fuck on track. Agreed. I don't know if a thing recent like like maybe we talked about it recently, but. Um, uh, the, uh, Tim Sweeney was basically like, "Hey, we'll stop doing exclusives so much if 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 Steam gets their shit together." Exactly. That's one of the things I actually I did see that, um, in in a weird way, like he's out there. It's like, "Hey, we'll stop making exclusive deals if Steam, you know, does our 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 development um uh, deal." You know, does the eighty twenty split more money for the devs and so on? Uh, which you know, hey, props to him. Like, I hope you know maybe Steam does it maybe one day, but I don't think they will in the near future. Uh, so that's why kind of Epic is is doing this. Um, and so yeah, like so far, it's uh, Epic has been kind of been threading uh, uh, pretty pretty lightly, but also uh, like in a very strategic way in how to do this with these exclusive deals. Um, and given, you know, everybody's hating them because of, you know, hey, it's, it's not on, on the, on the Steam platform because that's by most of my games to which, you know, me and Greg, we both agree like, hey, it's just a free platform you can download and get. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's not we, like. We've been, over, we've been over all the other fucking shit that people like to claim about the Epic Store, like, uh, it being a, um, a spyware thing for a Chinese company. It's not. Um, or that, uh. Uh, they're they're like they're selling your information to the Chinese government. They're not, um, or that uh, it's not like it, it's it's uh, software protection is really bad. So putting your like it can be hacked really easily and whatnot. I mean, it can be. Um, the The problem was is that it wasn't be that your credit card information wasn't being hacked. It was just the uh, servers are being hacked. So it was, it was, it was, uh, what's that fucking called? Um, cause it's happened to like Microsoft and PlayStation a good, good God a zillion times. Uh, doxing? Doxing. Thank you. That's basically what they were doing. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. But people were just like, they're getting hacked. And it's like, no, they're just getting doxed. Like they're just getting their shit. So they turned off or fucked with like nothing that major. Um, if, if that was the case, you know, Epic having the literal millions that play fucking Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Like that would be a problem, but yeah, it's it's yeah. just people don't want to look at it from that direction. They there's brand loyalty with this, shit, and that kills me because again, it's a free fucking launcher. Yeah, and it, and I said before, like it is weird seeing people of our ilk or people who who play games like out there defending a multi-million corporation, which is weird to me. Um, even even at a point where like, hey, I like. To play all my games on here because I have I own them all here. Well, in quotations. Well, I, I don't even. I'm not even defending Epic. I'm 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 arguing logic. Like that's the problem. Sorry, I'm arguing the lack of logic. Um, like I'll give you an example. 
if Microsoft or PlayStation did something that I thought was a misnomer, like a what the fuck ever, it would sound like I might be defending them. But realistically, I'm just like, why are you complaining about this shit? That's <laughs> that's my argument. Not you as a new Anthony, but people in general. Man, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it seems so fucking bizarre to me that, that this is a legit complaint from people when in reality um nothing changes for you yeah as the gamer yeah it's it's weird like i like it's a weird it's a weird thing for people to really be up and honest about um what's really funny anthony is there's literally hundreds of hundreds upon hundreds of streamers that are just like you yeah, don't fucking care where i download the game yeah like if it's on epic games so i'll buy it there like it's fine like i go where the games go um, that's, how, that's how everyone should act. Mm-hmm. Like, it's way worse for PlayStation or Microsoft to have an exclusive than it is for a fucking launcher on PC to have an exclusive. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we're gonna have we're gonna have people up in arms for quite some time, and I don't. I'm I'm not sure if that's ever gonna go away anytime soon. I think that what? Epic, what they're doing is they're they're being smart with their deals. Um, be be time, but like. They're building a library and slowly just making sure that their store is getting oh. better over time. So yeah, they're absolutely making the right moves, like hundred percent. So. Yep. Speak, but uh, more on a more positive note, ladies and uh, today, I want to say, ladies and gentlemen, um, we had the uh, the the great opportunity to see, um, not not in person, but like on in trailer form and on the stream, uh, Borderlands Three today. Which uh, me and Greg are very, very excited about. Um, new gameplay trailer, new. They had an entire stream. Um, the cool thing about the, about the event I really liked is that after they showed off uh, Borderlands 3 on stage um, of the various changes and things you can do in the world, they then had a um, a uh, a stream of all the other streamers they brought in that were playing the game and they would loop through other streamers of like where they're at in the, in the game and them talking to their audience and whatnot, which is really cool. So it's like, Oh, awesome. You're putting a shine light on, on the streamers that are playing the game as well. Um, but well, they something with uh, Twitch. Yes. That we're going to play this. So it's called echo cast. Yeah. Basically, basically you can, you can see everything that the player has. You can see their skill tree and all that kind of shit. Um, you can see what's in their backpack, which is, it's awesome. But the other thing that's fucking rad about EchoCast is if you sync it up with your shift account to whatever console or PC, like whatever, whatever you're playing on, you can actually, uh, have a 25% chance of getting the same loot in your inventory, in your game that they got in their chest that they open up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Let me read you a little bit of piece from ngadget.com about Borderlands 3. This is written by Jessica Chobot, or Jessica Condit, sorry. Uh, Borderlands 3 is uh, urgently familiar. Uh, it's as if Gearbox distilled the grimly viscous essence of Borderlands into a crisp new game, highlighting the core aspects of the franchise, Battle Royale be damned. As most studios are focused on adding online multiplayer modes and social features galore to their games, Gearbox is going back to its basics. 
When it comes out on September 13th, Borderlands 3 will have a four-player online co-op and will support local split-screen multiplayer for up to two people. It has more than one billion guns, comic book-inspired visuals, new narrative arcs, and famous in-game folks, customizable skill trees, and heaps of enemies to mow down. Perhaps more importantly, every scene is stripping with, with crass sarcasm. Um, it's there's a lot of good stuff I saw out of that trailer and out of that stream. Um, that there's going to be uh, confirmed more uh, single-player DLC in the future. Um, I love the fact in the in the looting system in the game where uh, you uh, you basically if you enter another person's game, you get the loot, the same loot as, as if you were playing alone, but with another person. Um, on top of that, like the levels are adjusted to where if you're level five, uh, in in your friend's level twenty five you fight enemies that are around your your skill level while the other player plays uh, uh, fights against enemies at their skill level but they don't intermingle in that in that fashion it's yeah, super right. cool yeah it's it's um it's really really clever really smart on how they built that uh something that other looter shooters definitely need to fucking borrow um but uh i was going to say that uh they did, they, like, Randy Pitchford did say that if you want to play, you know, where one one of your friends is OP, where you're still fighting for loot, you can literally turn on classic mode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's like OG fucking Borderlands, which is great for the people that want to play that way. I fucking don't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they showed a, a lot during this. And, oh, yeah. Uh, one of the cool things is that each of these corporations that have different guns, like one of the things that makes Borderlands Borderlands is its guns. Um, they have different things, different, different like attributes. It's fucking rad how their guns work. They went above and beyond with this game and the guns. Absolutely. Like, is, like you saw in the first trailer, like guns with legs. <laughs> well, how about a gun that you throw that bounces around the room and then explodes? Mm-hmm. Um, how about one that throws missiles up into the air and, and homes in on enemies? What about a um, what about literal dubstep gun? <laughs> literal dubstep gun. Um, there was uh, so there was a mission they showed. I was watching Professor Broman, by the way, hmm. and uh, he did a mission where he. This was awesome. Just to clarify, um, he uh, this girl Lorelai. They were in the city, and she was like, "We need coffee." Uh, we don't have any coffee, and the uh, the coffee shop that we usually go to got sh- like does like it, it's uh, it's surrounded by enemies. You need to go. You need to go uh, get us some coffee. So you head to the coffee shop, and she's like, "So you just got to call the barista, and he's really annoying, but the coffee is so worth it." And the barista comes out, and it's a classic joke of like a very valley girlish type of talking robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you're like, uh, I need coffee. And he's like, yeah, no can do, bro. Uh, I don't have a power supply. So, yeah, it's like, no coffee. <laughs> and it's all talking like a robot. It's really funny. Nice. So Lorelai's like, hey, there's a guy that has a power supply. So you go get the power supply. You bring it back. You install it. You you, you activate him. And he goes, um, yeah, still no can, no can do on the coffee. See, we were a, a wholly organic coffee company and we don't have cups of our own. So you need to, you're going to procure, procure your own cup. And so Lorelai's oh my, like, oh my God, come on. All right. So there's a, there's a, there's a coffee cup I know is nearby. It's, it's a guy that owns a different coffee shop. His, his coffee is basically sludge. So he's not going to really need it. Just go get his coffee cup. You don't need any of his coffee. 
So you go you go to his like little area, you kill a bunch of guys, you grab the coffee cup, and he loses his mind. He's like, I'm gonna come kill you, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and uh so you go take the coffee to him. Or you go you take the coffee cup back and and uh, you kill a couple guys around the area and he's just he's screaming in your ear that he's gonna come kill you for his coffee cup. Uh the robot then fills up the coffee cup, you bring it back to her. He then brings his army to you, and you oh. have to kill a bunch of them and him. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it's fucking hilarious the whole time. And so she's like, hey, thanks for the coffee. Thanks for all this. Yada, yada, yada. I have another mission for you. We want some burgers. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I had to go take care of something while that mission was going on. But when I came back, the reward for this side mission, keep in mind, it's just a side mission, is a rocket launcher that shoots hamburgers. Oh, God, it's so good. Do they explode? It's my question. Kinda? <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Holy shit. This game is going to so, be something special. And they were very adamant that everything we saw today would just scratch the surface. Mm, nice. I'm hoping for a solid 40-fucking-hour epic campaign. Like, they I, stay, I, uh, I saw in a, in, a, in a tweet that it's going to be 30 hours for this, the, the, the story. God, man, I'm so fucking amped for this game. Oh yeah, agreed. I am, I am more. And that's than... another thing. We only saw two of the four characters. Yeah, they they uh, emphasize that there's gonna be a lot more bosses in this game, uh, so a lot more characters to deal with. Um, I, I love when they introduce Zero. Yeah. Ironically, 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 uh, how did I say that? Um, divided by zero. Well, that's the joke. Yes, but it says it says zero. Uh, ironically, does a lot of dividing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Like, I am, man. I am so, I am so down to like, and uh, hopefully, like the 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 crossplay. Like, I did they confirm that that it's going to be happening um, between PC? They never said. They never said anything on that. Mm, so, God, as I hope far it, as I saw, I hope it's real. Cause fuck, I would, I would love to do like a. A Borderlands three like launch stream with you if I'm play get to play on my PC and your Xbox ah it'd be so fucking good. Um, uh, I'm gonna type in to crossplay right now to see if anything came up today that I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really digging what they what they've shown. Um, uh, I read a little bit about the uh, the main villains, the Calypso twins, where they're like actual like the, the, the their character type or they are streamers or influencers, and yeah. they. Uh, they they uh, make their fan base kind of do things for them, um, and uh, it's which is funny because like hey, uh, it's not too far from it's not too far from what you know other influencer streamers do sometimes, um, and fans do you know whatever they want to please their uh, influencer. So it's kind of taking that route. It's like oh yeah, that makes total sense. Um, but I'm super excited. Super excited yeah. about this game. Yeah, no, definitely no word on crossplay. But three weeks ago, it was a, there was a conversation about that it could happen. So I wanted it to happen so badly. <laughs> God, but yeah, we're both excited. Uh, and and people at Gearbox, if you're watching, um, we are excited and super fans. Uh, we'd be very grateful if you gave us free codes in the future. I mean, I've been playing, I've been playing Borderlands since the first game. I, me and my girlfriend at the time bought it. Beat it together. Um, I loved it then. Uh, when Borderlands Two came out, I went to my buddy's house and I and I played the whole fucking thing with him. Um, it was awesome. And uh, even though I picked the character probably I liked the least, 
um, which was the Gunzerker. I enjoyed other characters later more. Ah, but, good. Uh, and then and then played the pre-sequel by myself, unfortunately, because mm. everyone else kind of fell off the Borderlands hype for like a minute. But I was still I was still there. And then I played the fucking pre-sequel on stream, and uh, cried on oh, numerous wow. things. Wow. Uh, well, because they, <laughs> the way they build that game, like I don't want to. Fuck it. The game's old. I'm spoiling it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, Scooter's dead. The catch a ride guy, he's dead. Yep. And he dies in Tales from the Borderlands. People don't know this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun little surprise for people who didn't fucking play Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. They actually saw Reese in, 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 uh, from Tales of the Borderlands in the um, Professor Broman's uh, uh, stream. Like, uh, He's mm. on that on that city planet, because oh, wow. he runs Atlas. Wow! And Man. he sounded kind of like Troy Baker, but not really. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Which is that that whole drama has been ensuing for a little bit between Troy Baker and. I can only believe that the uh, casting director for for Borderlands Three tried to get in contact with him or his. Uh, his agent and his agent was like, no, he's working on something else. So because, cause Troy Baker claims he had never even heard from Gearbox. Mm, yeah. It's kind of in that he say, she said situation right now. That's, I'm, that's what I'm thinking happened. It's just that some, some higher up didn't contact Troy Baker straight up. That's it. Yeah. They were like, Troy Baker can't do it according to the fucking, according to his agent. So I don't know. Mm. It doesn't, it doesn't ultimately doesn't matter because he's, He's not a main component to the storyline, it seems, or at least that's how it seemed. He might be more, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you have seen, I changed the topic for the last topic. It is not the Overwatch Minute with Greg Dietz. Actually, it is time uh, for Why You're Wrong with Greg Dietz. All right, folks. So over the weekend... Uh, not over the week, I'm sorry, yesterday, so Tuesday, we were treated by the delightful and awful trailer of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, this way or wrong is going to be a bit confusing, because nine times out of ten, when the internet does something as a whole, I usually go against it. Um, but this one's going to be weird, because I don't necessarily disagree with the internet's impression of this trailer. Uh, it, Sonic looks weird. He's off. There's something just unnerving about him. I don't like it, There's a lot of little things that people keep pointing out. But here's why I think everyone's wrong on why they don't like the way Sonic looks. And it has nothing to do with like it's, it's creepiness, it's uncanny valleyness. I think it has everything to do with nostalgia. And that's where this why you're wrong is, is headed. You cannot, and I cannot emphasize this enough, cannot put your own personal nostalgia and bias on something that is an adaptation. Now, do I think Sonic in this trailer could be designed better? Absolutely. Does he need to look like the cartoon? No. He doesn't need to look like the fucking cartoon. Um, a few other people have pointed out that um, he, uh, he has a weird design because they tried to go more in a hedgehog direction. Versus a cartoon direction. 
And and I get that. And and I totally support that from artistic direction. But at the same time, there's something off. There's just something straight up off about it, which is what I think everybody sees. Um but again, I can't I can't stress this enough. The why you're wrong is it shouldn't look like the cartoon. It doesn't have to look like the cartoon. Would it be better if it did? The fuck if any of us technically know. Would you all fucking go apeshit if it did? Yeah, because it's your nostalgia sparking in your brain. But as I've said before, take off the rose-colored glasses and give it a look again outside of that. And the movie looks like it's just kind of a cash-in, kind of schlockish sort of thing. And I think that's the problem I have with it. It just looks like a bad... I mean, it, it's like you. There's a line of films in this in this vein where you could really go like, mm. um, uh, I was gonna say Smurfs is one of them. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, there's a few others that I that that so that people pointed out that this looks like, and I think that's where my problem lies. Is it looks bad from that angle. Um. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things about this trailer that don't look good, but I don't I don't think that saying that because it doesn't look like the cartoon, because it doesn't look like the video game, is why it's bad. That's why you're wrong. That's where you become as an individual incorrect because it shouldn't and it doesn't. Um, I should phrase that. It doesn't and it shouldn't. Uh, and and I'll explain why it shouldn't. So when it comes to adaptations, when it comes to something that you take a thing from a different medium and you present it in a new form. Um, you have to change it for that new form. I've talked about this on why you're wrong in the past. A book cannot be perfectly translated into a movie. A, a, a TV show cannot be perfectly translated into a book. There has to be a give and take because they're different mediums. They're different art forms. If you were to take, 60 years of Marvel comics and try to apply that to a film, you'd lose your goddamn mind. You have to take bits and pieces and, and construct your own story. But here's the part where people should be saying, and it's what Alex Hirsch, who created Gravity Falls, said, and in and, and not so many words, you have to take the spirit. You have to take what people love about the character and apply that. Um... So, for example, with Sonic, people love his design. So I would argue that more of his design should have been implemented into that character. Um, and this is perfectly exampled with, I would say, the juxtaposition of differences of Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu. Look at the Pokemon in Detective Pikachu. Do they look like the Pokemon you remember, just slightly different? Yes. Jigglypuff may be furry, but he's still a round pink ball with a swirly fucking hairpiece and giant eyes. Um, is Charizard a big orange dragon? Yup. He sure as fuck is. Like, the design of those characters still look like what we recognize. And that's what makes them special. That's what makes them unique. That's what the fans have been attached to, have been drawn to in the past. But then you take Sonic the Hedgehog and you change him, something that has such a huge fan base. You're going to see this kind of backlash. 
But I think fans on that same note need to understand that much like with Detective Pikachu, like that's where the movie should have gone, how that looks essentially. Uh, because that's the spirit. That's that's what makes it special. That's what that's what people drew to. I don't think this why you're wrong is quite literally it's simple. When you use your nostalgia to to demean something to beat something down, that's why you're wrong. It's as simple as that. You can't do that. You can't sit there and say, well. I didn't like A because my childhood was different with A. You can't do that. We live we live in a specific type of renaissance where our nostalgia and our our past always come back and and they're reimagined, revamped. And you can't apply that same feeling onto this. You just can't. Um I'm trying to think of anything else to kind of add to it. Like, let's have the conversation of what constitutes a good adaptation versus just beating the fuck down the way the Sonic looks and that it should look like the cartoon. There's a different conversation that we need to have that none of us are having. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my why you're wrong. There's no moral like at the end of fucking south park i just don't don't just don't go to the extent of fucking yelling and screaming from the fucking mountaintops that it needs to look like your childhood or that it ruined your you start a conversation with me that it ruined your childhood and you're fucking immediately ignored i hate that phrase more than more than most things in this world i fucking hate that phrase and that's why you're wrong with great deeds I will add one thing, and I had it. I mean, obviously, I and many others saw the trailer um, and saw how Sonic looked. I was looking at also the fan edits as well, as far as like how he would look in his cartoony but still furry form. And I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of either or. I kind of feel like if if I want to see a Sonic movie, like I'd rather have it keep him animated, either 2D or in like in like Sonic Boom animated style. So like, I'm not really a fan of either or. If it became furry and real, but that's just me. I think I think the the thing that makes this Sonic again look so off is that the face doesn't seem right for some reason. It just seems kind of weird, and then the body looks like it's just a small child in a, in a suit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it so off-putting. Um, you know, something that like let's take the Ninja Turtles for example. Something that makes them feel better is that it's they still look like turtles to an extent. Right. Um, you can still recognize what they're supposed to be. And Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon doesn't look anything like a fucking hedgehog. Um, and I think that's part of what is interesting about it, where they tried to make this one look like a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird, weird thing. Um, like its face is very hedgehog-ish. But they still gave it the anime eyes to an extent, but Americanized them. And then its body, again, cannot stress enough, looks just like a thin child in a suit. Yeah, it's weird. It's a very weird body type they gave him. So. Keep, in mind, keep in mind, audience, I'm not a big fan of Sonic. I didn't grow up with Sonic. I don't have a nostalgic attachment to Sonic. Nor do I. <laughs> 
So it's it's a weird thing, and uh, I'm pretty sure that we'll see. Well, I'm not gonna see that movie, but I'm pretty sure we'll see more of trailers. Of absolute fucking train wreck. Like it's going to be hilarious. Oh, absolutely. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's if gonna be a train. Yeah. If you know anything about me, you know that I love bad cinema. So. So are are you saying we'll get a review of, of Sonic the Hedgehog from you, Greg, in the future? I can say you can fucking guarantee it. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, it is the end of our show. Uh, as always, before we go, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at uh, Chub Rocky. Uh, that's where I'm uh, primarily on social media. You, you can also find me on on Instagram and Facebook. Same thing, Chub Rocky. Find me on Twitch, Chub Rocky. You can find me on... Um, uh, I don't know why I was saying find me. That was it on the find part. Uh, other than this podcast, I do another podcast with buddy Josh where we review two shows in their entirety on uh, on a internet streaming platform, a la Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, what have you. Uh, we give our impressions, thoughts, and then we give it a grade. Um, that's at allcuteuppodcast.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at podcast. Um, but we also have a secondary show called uh, uh, Uninhibited, where we just kind of shoot the shit and talk about what we want to talk about. Uh, the last episode that we have up currently is an Uninhibited, where we talk about the summer movie wager, which we did on a pre-show pre or post-show for this podcast a long time, or last year. Uh, but I figured Uninhibited was a better vehicle for the summer, summer movie wager. And I'm, I'm really happy that we got quite a few submissions for lists. Um, there were uh, quite a few. Some seemed like they just grabbed a handful of movies from that list and just put it in there, um, which is fine. Because <laughs> uh, there's a few lists. Like, there's a few lists that I'm like, like, here's my impression. If you didn't put Endgame as your number one, you've already lost. Like, that's an easy 13 points right there. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple lists that did not put Endgame as their number one. And I'm just curious, though, how well they're going to do. There's one list that's so different from all of ours that I'm really fucking curious about her list. I really want to know how well she does. Because mm. if she does better than a certain number, like if she does better than 10, I'll be surprised. And I know that sounds really harsh, but um, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've seen how trends go with summer movies. And everyone's list is relatively the same, except for a few movies here and there, which I totally get. Hers is like another goddamn city compared to ours. That wow. different. Wow. That's pretty insane. So I'm really curious how well she does. Cool. I hope I win. Well, not really. I don't really care. But like, I, we'll see how that goes. Uh, no, talking about the uh, summer movie wager. Oh, by the way, the the yeah, the way that oh yeah, we that, talked about it. Yeah, okay, good, okay. yeah. Sure yeah the, the um the rewards for some movie wager are if uh, if you win out of all the listeners, you get a uh, free T-shirt from our site, um, which you can find the link to that on allcutepodcast.com. Um, if you uh, go to or if you if you're if you if you beat me personally, um. You, uh, I will personally get you a $25 gift card to Amazon. Um, and if you can beat both Josh and I, 
you will get not only a free t-shirt, but you will get a $50 gift card to our store. I'm that confident in my list that if you can beat me, I will personally buy you a $25 gift card. Better get ready to get it to me, Greg. Just saying. <laughs> Anthony, you have yet to beat me in the sub movie wager. <laughs> I, I can try. <laughs> I 100% appreciate you trying. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at Defect of Naruto. Follow work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com. Uh, I, uh, it was a little late this week, but uh, every Monday I usually upload these uh, audio versions as, uh, on our website as well as uh, around the world uh, podcast services galore. Um, but also, if you can now wait, you can watch the Twitch archive and or if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, I divide them up to five different segments, uh, or six, I should say, uh, leading up into the next week's episode of Mission Star Podcast. Uh, and you can do those short snippets, 10 minutes of, hey, this is our thoughts on said segment, and you can check it out that way. Uh, so, uh, that's about it for the both of us. And let me get this ready for the outro. And with that, we'll see you guys next time.